0: This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Indeed.com. Hello Celtics fans, welcome into the A-List podcast. I'm Quani Lunas, joined by Rob Blakely and Gary Washburn. And the last week has been pretty eventful for Celtics Nation. That is one way to describe it, Quani. We're just going to get right into it. I'm sure anyone that's listening, hopefully, has not been living under a rock and knows that former head coach Ime Odoka is currently serving a one-year suspension for breaking team conduct protocols. Sharad, Gary, what was your reaction to hearing the news? Let's just start there. I'm gonna let Gary go because
1: Gary Gary's been following this way
2: more. No, go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Don't. No, don't. Okay, I'll jump in. Not miss. No, don't. No. Go ahead. I, I, here's
1: the thing. Uh, the suspension initially kind of threw me a little bit because it felt a little bit harsh, but it seems the more facts that are coming to surface, uh, mm. it seems just the And again, so much, it's not even so much what Wick and Brad said, but kind of what they didn't say. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's very telling in, in what's going on with, with the Celtics behind the scenes and, and things of that nature. Uh, bottom line is 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 you know, EMA the collateral damage that this franchise is going to be you know enduring because of these violations, plural, not singular. Uh, as as Witt put it, two at least, at least. Uh, which which you know, that, to me, that's kind of a signal that there may be more team violations com- coming forth. Uh, involving email Yudoka, but bottom line is the Celtics are in a bad spot. And it, as an organization, their culture is in question without doubt now. And it comes at a time where at the start of the season, where everyone is optimistic about the future and winning championships, even the Sacramento Kings and every, any other crappy team in the NBA. And yet the Celtics, who should be absolutely popping their collar to start the season, they're dealing with something that has nothing to do with basketball. And unfortunately, it's going to dog them for a significant part of the season. They're going to be dealing with these kind of issues and
2: questions. (laughs) Yeah, I was, um, obviously stunned, surprised, um, just the, the severity of the penalty. And I mean, we're all, we're all grown people here and we've all worked in the Celtic organization and other, you know, other have been around other sports organizations. Kwan, you've been around other sports organizations in New England or whatever. Like, dating amongst the employees is nothing new. Pro sports Correct. teams, this is not abnormal. Like, I wish, like, people act shocked. Like, a, a coach who has an active, you know, sex life, who is single because E-May is not married to Nia long Long, mm-hmm. um, not a surprise, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, players dating, hanging out, kicking it—whatever you want to p- call it—with team employees. Not surprised; have seen it before. Not this is not shocking. It is the extent of the penalty. It is what happened. Other than that, because it, as much as it's not suggested, the Celtics would love to to mandate that none of their employees date each other. There have been companies to have had meetings and said, listen, folks, it's too much, too much negativity coming from you know lawsuits or potential breakups, ugly stuff at the workplace. Like y'all can't date each other. None of y'all, like there's been man like, like, It's just, workplace romance is normal as the, as the day is long. So this is not surprising in that sense. The surprising part was the extent of the, of the penalty. Like Sherrod said, the multiple violations Uh, that were committed by Coach Udoka, you know, all of of the above. And then it comes out that this man who comes to Boston with a crystal clean record, you know, has a child with a Hollywood star, but that's all we don't, you know, nothing attack. Like we all just have an image of this man of being an upstanding uh, person, who worked hard, you know, uh, you know, parents who are you know first generation American. You know, parents from Nigeria. You know, definitely like, like all this coming from nothing, born in Portland, playing a journeyman in the NBA, working his way up through the staff of the Spurs and the, the Sixers, in Brooklyn. Like all this is a great story. And then he has this image of a tough exterior guy, doesn't open up much, has not much to say. Uh, we did, you know, we didn't learn much about Ime personally during the season. Besides the times he would refer to, like how I'm going to go to Brooklyn and see my son, things like that. He was not an open guy, right? We didn't know much about his personal life. To have him have a this on a side, kind of a different person, a Jekyll and a Hyde thing, is what I think is the most shocking of all. Because you would think at age 45, as hard as you've worked. You ain't let nothing block you uh, from your goals and your dreams and and getting to the top. And he was almost there. He led his team to the finals. He was a, a rising coach, got coach of the year votes. Like It was nothing but up. And so to me, I think that's the shocking part of this. What did he do? What happened? What happened between him and the woman? Who else was involved? Is there other women? Who knew when, what, and when? When did, you know, I was told he was warned twice about this. Okay. So this is not, the Celtics were not knocked over the head with a baseball bat two months ago. They knew about this and it's like, Hey man, you need, you need to chill out. And I'm sure Brad, uh, said, Hey, he may like, you know, you're my friend. You know, I asked him a question at the press conference about, you know, this is your first hire. Someone you have a friendship with. I'm sure Brad pulled him aside and Hey, Hey man, like yeah. people talk. Let, don't tell me the employees that didn't know this was going on. They did. Okay, mm-hmm. they can't talk, but they did. So it's just the whole thing is shocking. This is TMZ, World Star Hip Hop, uh all of this. All the blog, essence magazine, Real Housewives of Boston. Um, Real Housewives of Boston. <laughs> you know, the NBA, but like all that blended into one because you got you got the Essence crowd. The, like, how dare you cheat on my girl, Nia? She's a, mm-hmm. she's a princess, a queen. Like, yeah. you got all that encompassed into it. So to me, this yeah. is just one of the more shocking stories I've ever covered. Um, and one of the biggest stories I've ever covered just because of the circumstances. And we still don't know all the information. And yeah. that's the and scary remember-
1: part, Gary. This still feels as though there's some shoes that are going to drop in all this before all is said and done. Uh, a lot of the questions that you ask, Gary, are the questions that, you know, again, when I as I mentioned earlier about, you know, as much as they're, they're saying what they're not saying is very telling. I, I think it's very telling the fact that all signs point to there being multiple people involved in this, but only one of them is punished, uh, even though they both technically violated uh, you know, these team violations. But there but there's something within that whole dynamic that is in question, and I think that's why the Celtics only plays Ime because, to me, from again, just from the stuff that I'm hearing and the stuff that people are telling me, Ime's role is the only one that is clearly defined and would happened. There's some, there's a, there's a certain element of uncertainty or lack of clarity in the role that the other woman involved, that the the uh, the woman involved in this played and that's complicating things for the Celtics when it comes to doling out punishment. It complicates things for the Celtics and releasing that person's name because there's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that are happening within that, those moments that are unclear. And Garrett, to your point, with him being warned twice, you know, you hear people say, well, it's not like this is the first time it's happened in office. You know what happens? They get warned once and they shut it down. Mm-hmm. Or they get warned a second time and they call it a rap. They don't let it fester after that. That's that's how it's been handled in the past. It, it, relationships between employees has is, is gone on forever. But when it gets to the point where it might be problematic and they're told that this might be a problem, folks, shut it down. And e didn't. Yeah, and to
0: both of your points, One of the biggest things I think that was important that we saw play out on social media and Brad Stevens called this out of just the speculation overall, but I do want to add to your point, Sherrod, about us not knowing enough information. And I think, honestly, Marcus Smart summed it up perfectly because when they had their team meeting, he said that he didn't really know what questions to ask because he didn't even know how much the team themselves knew. And as we know from the press conference, they mentioned having an external investigative investigate a firm, really do the digging and figure out what exactly was going on. So I think this is at multi-layered to the point where it's going to take some time before we even find out exactly what happened. And I think when we do, if we do ever, then it'll make sense, hopefully a little bit more as to why the suspension was for a year. Even the little caveat of the fact that Wick and Brad Stevens weren't even committed to saying he's necessarily fired. They just said, we'll revisit it at a later time, which was really interesting to me. Because usually with a situation like that, you'd think, all right, like the relationship is severed, but maybe it's not. We don't know that. And I think that's where all the questions that Gary asked need to eventually be answered for the court of public opinion, obviously, because now everyone's just making up what it, whatever they think could have happened, should have happened. And we are really left with more questions than answers, to be honest. But the Celtics don't care about the court of
1: public opinion. They care about oh, the court absolutely. Of they care about Pat it. And, and, and that it, I think that is in, in large part why there's such a high level of secrecy over some of the particulars, specifically the findings from that that firm that they hired to look into this. And I totally get that. I mean, I, I look at these situations from all sides as, as, as much as I can. And if I were the Celtics, I, I would say very little about yeah. this case because I know that yeah. if I if I utter the wrong nouns verbs and adjectives together mm-hmm. I could wind up getting my ass sued for a lot of money yeah. And at this point, your reputation as an organization is already taking a hit. There's nothing you can do about that. The least Mm -hmm. you can do is minimize the financial damage that you can inflict upon yourself. And the only way you can really do that is minimize what you say about this and and try to, as Wick sat up there with his sheet of, of, of points to not talk about, which was mind blowing. I'm glad he brought up the fact that's not how he usually operates because he doesn't. I mean, Wick is one of those people who he's a straight, no chaser kind of guy. He says what's on his mind. Doesn't really filter his words, but he knows in this particular situation, he has to do that in order for, and for just for the sanctity of the organization.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you. And another thing, I think that was added to that and I appreciate uh, Brad Stevens. I still sometimes want to call him coach Stevens, even though it's not, his role anymore but he also just called out the fact that we talk about the court of public opinion the way that women that work for the organization are related in some way to the celtics organization were basically picked out by twitter detectives quote to you know spread rumors as to whether or not they were involved so i was just very disappointed about that especially knowing that i have friends that work for the organization that their names are all over the internet on unrightfully so so i I think this was just an, another example of how a lie can travel so fast and people's reputations could be at stake just because someone wants retweets or to go viral, which, again, was very disappointing from Twitter. But I guess you, like Brad Steven said, you can't you can't fix Twitter and the people that are on there. But overall, obviously, this impacts the team from a basketball standpoint as well they were able to make it to the NBA finals this past season from your two perspectives. Now, interim head coach, Joe Missoula has to take over. We still are going to start learning about who he is as a coach and as a person, but from your two perspectives right now, how do you think this transition will be? Go ahead, G. Uh,
2: At this point, I really don't know. Um, Missoula is a 34 year old guy who and, uh, you know, I, I was I applauded that he explained his past, his yes. past dis- discretions You know mm-hmm. what he was at the you know West Virginia College. University uh, in two thousand nine. He explained that it sounds like I mean he's a man of faith, man of family. It sounds like like what I've gotten to know. Or what little I don't know him well because he just kind of gives me the head nod and keeps it working. He's one mm-hmm. of those guys that just he's working. Every time you see him, he's on his way to work coming to the locker room. He's not hanging out or talking or whatever. And I respect, mad respect that. Um, he seems to be someone who just is really focused. And so I think this is the smoothest transition. I was asked before, well, this is the best coach possible. No, but I think it's a smoothest transition. I don't think they wanted Brad and Brad did not want to come down. I think Brad could have coached him for a couple of months, but then once January, February hits and he's, you know, looking around like, man, we got a seven game road trip. Like, I just think, honestly his coaching time in Boston is done. He likes where he is. He's comfortable. And I didn't think the players can look at his, his eyes and be like, man, you don't want to be here. Missoula wants to be here and he's mm-hmm. prepared them. And so I think they have to move forward. But before mm-hmm. I think they can move forward, they got to figure out what the hell happened with, with their previous coach, because you're asking men, young men. Okay. All of them besides Al are in their twenties to build a bond, build a friendship, have a big brother type of relationship with Coach Udoka, then now kick him to the curb and be like deuces. And, okay, let me trust another guy. Like, trust is hard to find. When you trust somebody and, and they betray your trust or they're gone, you want to know what happened. Or you want to know, like, I think people were a little upset at Marcus's smart comments yesterday about nobody died and I still respect them because they don't know what to, they don't know what to think. Because they haven't been told everything, in my opinion, and they need to essentially figure it out. Like the team needs to go and approach them and go, okay, guys, this is what we can tell you. Okay, so these guys understand what happened because all they know is a workplace relationship. Mm-hmm. And so are they supposed to go out there and go, yeah, man, are they supposed to condemn Ime? Or are they supposed to go up there and man, he messed up? I, you know, I lost all respect. Like they're not gonna do that. I think that's what people were looking for yesterday, you know, them to come out and be like, man, you know, that dude just really hurt us. He, he mm-hmm. disappointed all his, you know, like they're not going to run him down like that because they don't know what happened. So now they got to adjust to a new coach and try to like on the fly with a preseason game coming on Sunday. So mm-hmm. to me, I mean, that's asking a lot. It's going to take some time. And I just think these are these these are young men. These are not robots. You can't d- digitalize them to just ha- be impersonal and sensitive toward someone that they built a relationship with. And they also learned he came at them uh, at an angle with discipline. Remember, he suspended Marcus you Smart. You asked Marcus Smart about that yesterday in his answer. Showing up late. Like he... He came with them with like, this is how you conduct yourself. This is how you be a big grown man. This is what you got to do to be professional. All these things. And these guys are like, wow, okay. You know, black man doing his thing. Much respect. Then he comes out and does some foolish stuff like this. So they confused. They're like, damn, you know. I mean, it's just like it's, it's sort of like your big brother, or your father, act out there acting a the fool, telling you not to do it. I mean, I my They're father used himself, to say, yeah. my my father used to say, "Don't do what I do, do what I say." And, mm. and when I was young, you d- that's exactly what you did because you didn't ask your mama, "Mama, why are you drinking?" Mama, what's, right. that, what, what's you, you didn't you was gonna get the backhand, you, you get know, a sandal you in your mama, face, you was gonna get a shoe <laughs> thrown, beat with an extension cord, you know? you was gonna, so, <laughs> Shit, here's my language. Shoot, yeah. Um, yeah. He was, was, she was something was gonna happen. You didn't, he didn't yeah. question your parents. Now, these young men got a right to question their coach, they got a right to be like, Hey, man. So, they're confused. So, you, you want them to immediately jump behind Joe Missoula, which they, they've known him, but that's asking a lot because they literally trusted, got to know this man. Jason got to know him at the Olympics, trusted this man. You living right. You doing what you're supposed to do. He comes with this serious, solemn type of uh, personality. Like, I don't play that. Don't bring that stuff here. You know, you need to raise your level of being a man and all that. He challenges them, and then he does this kind of stuff. He acting a fool. So the pl- don't act. it's going to be hard for the players to be like, okay, we'll just follow, turn and follow the next coach. Hell no. That's why you got to let them know what happened so they can close the book on Ime and they can oh, completely Lord. focus in on this season because that's emotionally, that's asking a lot. That's asking us. We've built relationships with Ime and Doka. We've got to know him. We had our impressions of him. We had, you know, what we thought of him. We've seen him, you know, and, and I saw him at literally a couple of weeks ago at the hall of fame gave me, you know, gave me, Hey, how you doing, man? Like, you know, had you know, had no idea, and he was under investigation. Then he knew I'd probably last. I was probably it. coach my last game for this damn team. I'm mm-hmm. I'm out. Like I'm He's sure. I'll like, see Gary like, ever again. Yeah, I'm sure he had that. Like <laughs> yeah, my days are done. But I saw yeah. him at the at, in in Springfield on September 10th or 11th, whatever it was. Like yeah, at, at the when Genobly, he was there for Genobly's induction. So to me, you we've built relationships. We've built, and now. You know, it's like, man, what a disappointment! Like, this is what you was doing. What kind? Of, what? How did you fool us? Because you know, you was talking this stuff, and it's just like I said, it's like it's like having some of your role models or not heroes, but you know, watching you know some of your your the people you you adore act a fool in public, or you get to know them and they're not what you think they like. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a little different, but they've you're asking the players just to pivot right away. Now you're happening. So. I can't tell you how they're going to react to Missoula because I think they need some time to, to, to transition and adjust. They going to play like everything's normal, but everything ain't normal. We all know that.
0: I agree with everything you said, but at the same time, this might sound a little callous. And I think it's, it's stemming from the question that you asked Brogdon about just having multiple coaches. If you play basketball, you're, you've had multiple coaches throughout your career. I think on the flip side of your argument though, there is this level of, They do need, it's next man up. You always say next man up for players. But I think in the coaching situation, you realize you don't know enough. You might not learn anything anytime soon. And they're focused on winning another chip. And I think that's one of those situations where unfortunately they do have to just put it behind them. Training camp started on Tuesday. They have a game, like you mentioned, on Sunday. You have to just kind of roll with it. And I know it's easier said than done, but from the answers they gave in the press conference on media day, it seems as though at least they're saying the right things and they understand that they do have to move on at this point if they want to I think be successful.
2: Some of them have moved on. Some of them weren't really true, impressed. Yeah. Others were like, man, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. Jalen said the word information about yeah. eight times in this eight <laughs> minute interview. Like these, I said, these guys need to be met with, talked to, you cannot just expect them to pivot and be like, okay, coach, next mm-hmm. coach, we'll follow you. Like, that takes a lot. It's not like, and I understand what you're saying, Kwani, but it's not like Ime got fired because he, he lost, you know, they went 32 and 50. He That's got the, fired or suspended for a year uh, with pay, um, mm-hmm. partial pay. Which, that, yeah. So it, is it with
0: pay? Because it's I saw that the, yeah. they said there was a heavy fine. So I wasn't sure if they're necessarily taking a fine out of the pay or if
2: it's... His check's a little lighter. Okay. But yes. He is getting paid. Our he's, he's making a salary this year. He is on the payroll. Okay. So for me, I can't say, oh, they're going to easily. I like Missoula. He said all the right things so far. He seems focused. But I think you got to give these guys a, a couple of weeks at least.
1: Well, the, the, the thing that is pretty clear, and we're going to see this play out in the next few weeks, is that this is a team divided. You're going to have folks who are not going to embrace Missoula, not because he's a bad dude, not because he's anything except not Ime. And they're going to have some, this is going to take them some time to embrace that reality that he's not going to be Emei. He is going to deal with them in, in a different manner. He is going to come at them in a different manner. And some of them are going to embrace the change and just accept it for what it is. Others are going to push back and be like, nah, dude, you interim. You're not the coach, coach. You like the... F- you had temp, they went to the temp agency and you, that you hit. And I think that's very disrespectful, but I think they're going to certain players on this team who are going to have that mindset, whether it be a conscious or subconscious thing. And you're going to see this team not be on the same page early on. And it's not going to have anything to do with the new season. It's not going to have anything to do with anything other than the fact that they have a new voice leading them. And some are not going to immediately jump on board because that voice isn't the voice that got them two wins from winning an NBA title. That voice isn't the one that challenged their manhood in a way that made them all better players. And I think. And again, to, to just to amplify Gary's point, to have all that type of cred in the locker room, to have that type of impact as a black man in Boston, which people say that you can't possibly be successful as a black man in Boston. He was the blueprint for what so many people thought the promise Boston could provide if you were given an opportunity to be great and put on a platform. And I'm not going to use a word that I want to use to say that he ucked it up, but he kind of ucked it up. He blew Phil, it. You, there's a missing letter in there. You know what it is. And I don't know if Joe Masula is going to get the kind of opportunity to, to be, care- to create his own, path because he's still going to be fighting his way through the shadow that he has left. And it's not fair to Joe Um, but I I thought it was interesting though, Gary, I don't know if you picked up on it when Brad was talking, he mentioned that Ben Sullivan and Damon Stoudemire were also considered for the head coaching job. And I thought that was interesting because you know, both of them have had experience either as a player or in an NBA bench and he chose not chose neither one of those. And I, I just wonder, you know, and again, Brad wasn't really in much of the talkative move about the reasons and rationale behind his decisions. But I do wonder whether he felt that if he didn't elevate Joe now, that he would lose Joe at some point this year or at the end of the he season. Almost did
0: sure. he, yeah, with Will Arden, he almost lost. Right. Right. So and, and, and
1: again, that, that was impressive that, that Joe made it as far as he did in the Utah search. Although we know Danny Ainge had a lot to do with that. Um yeah, but still the fact that he was on the short list when all was said and done as the number what three or four assistant, I think, on, on the on the on the roster, on the coaching staff, I mean, that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe's gonna have chance it's gonna be tough for Joe early on because I think he's gonna have some who are gonna fall in line and follow his lead, and others are gonna push back and resist without I think realizing that's what they're doing.
0: He may went through it, I think that he had growing pains at the beginning of the season too. Everyone was on board because he was a player coach. But at the same time, I think once he was able to command that respect, that's how they were able to be successful. To your point, it's going to be a a really interesting learning curve for everyone and him managing different NBA personalities. And I think that's the biggest thing about being a coach of figuring out how to get all of these superstars, not all superstars, but stars and the best of the best together and in a cohesive unit and successfully do that. So this will be very interesting. It's still hopefully more to come so that people can get some closure but before we move on I have to give love to Indeed which every week I've every week at this point I've made a reference to the Celtics I won't make any references this time because it's still too soon good call Quanny Where to yeah, no, but I just want people to know that I did think about it <laughs> but Indeed of course as we've mentioned if you haven't Heard already, they are the number one source for you to attract, interview, and hire all in one place. If you have a small business or any business, really, it has its strengths, it has its challenges. And to succeed, to succeed you're going to need a hiring partner that can help you adapt to all of your needs, which is why you need Indeed, instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skill sets, indeed to have a powerful hiring partner. They are a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things that we love here on the A-List podcast about Indeed is that they have their match, instant match, which basically helps you look at the resumes that are qualified for the job that you're looking for. And immediately after you post it, you'll be able to get a pool of talented people immediately, which is very important for any job. So you can actually just start hiring for right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at Indeed.com slash A-list. You can claim that $75 credit now. Indeed.com slash A-list. Need to hire. You need Indeed. No, you talk about distractions though, not even NBA related. The Brett Favre welfare scamming situation was buried that day because of this. So it was also very telling what people are generally interested when you think about news cycles for him to have kind of not gotten away with it, but that just get buried, media wise, because of the way this blew up on the internet. The in that moment, it just all the speculation, the news, everything just kind of spiraled. Sure, yeah. sure I think mean. Yeah. Well, the the thing about well, again, I'm not I'm not going to spend too much time on Brett
1: Favre because I hate the Packers. Oh no, no, we don't have to
0: talk about that. I, sorry, no, we can I don't don't talk about, about the email about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just media I mean, day in
1: general. So, well, so much of yeah. The, the thing that jumped out to me, obviously, outside of, of the talk about e was, was Jalen Brown. He, he's, I mean, Jalen usually talks, you know, he, he, there's, there's always we got to get better kind of vibe he mm-hmm. gives off. But this seemed a little different, a little more edgy. I mean, you know, dude has been rocking the shoes that he wore in, in, in the playoffs all summer long. That's different. Um, I love it. I'm looking for, I'm looking for no, him I to have a good year. Yeah, Jalen, I'm looking for him to have a big year. And he's already proven himself to be an all-star. He's a guy that can, he can play his role, get you 20 points a game, all that stuff. Uh, I think Jalen is going to have a big year. Uh, I think Jalen is going to be that one guy that he may not necessarily jump on the the Joe Mazzulla bandwagon. He's just going to do Jalen and yeah. just not try to do anything more than that. Just, I'm going to go out there and get 20 points, probably two, three rebounds. I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna drop a few more dimes, couple of turnovers down, and I'm going to leave it right there. All this stuff about may Joe,
0: Jack, Jill, up the hill, I don't care. It's about me. Focused Up the hill. No, up the, not Jack and Jill. No, but I agree with that. I, my regret is not asking him about the underwater workouts because I'm still intrigued about them. But I do love that his grandfather was there too. Like he was was the last stop at the NBC media day room. And it was just so beautiful to have His grandfather was there wearing a Terrence Clark shirt, actually a local kid who you all know um, passed away, but very, very close to the family in general. So just seeing them keep that legacy alive and knowing that his grandfather has been training him over this summer as well. It was one, a beautiful moment, but it to your point, it's really telling of how locked in he is, how focused he is on being good this season. And I'm ready to see the handles too, because that's the biggest slack he's gotten over the past offseason. So I'm sure we're going to see a different Jalen on the floor that is hopefully just, you know, better than the one that we've continued to already see progress over the years. And to your point, Gary, about injury updates, this wasn't really a big one, but Tatum did confirmed that his hands feeling better after talking about that fracture during the, uh, before the final. So that, and he said he feels healthy as well. So, I mean, they're going to always say that, but I'm glad to hear that he's feeling good and hopefully that can translate for this season as well. Yeah. Anyway, that's just well, so much. I, just I, still try like to be,
2: <laughs> I try to be cautious about the whole media day. Cause Everybody took a 1,000 jumpers a day. Everybody Everyone gained says the right thing. 15, that's everybody gained and then they start 15, the season and
1: more. shoot 27% the first month of the season. You're like, damn.
2: Yeah. So what happened to the practice? Jumpers. Everybody gained 15 pounds of muscle. Everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Mm-hmm. Everybody watched their diet. They, everybody ate like Crate, like terribly for the first eight years. But this summer, <laughs> I finally got a chef and I really watched what I <laughs> Eight and, and and yeah. Now I'm really good. I, I I'm a vegan now. Like if I hear that one more time, like Gary, I'll the, be honest. I was not in the good. gym.
0: I did not get a personal chef.
2: Yes. So I'll, I'll keep it real with you. Let's just get the that's, ball. That's, like that's all yeah. like as much as I don't think all them oh, are lying or whatever. But for you, sure, isn't that what we're supposed to hear? Such so as a look good, looks good. Gain fifteen pounds of muscle. Right.
0: What did Jim diet? Party? Did you hear James Harden said he lost 100 pounds in the two days? yeah, he lost 100. But like, yeah. it, that's the per- epitome of what Media Day is. Yeah. My meme would
1: be James Harden's meme. <laughs> 100 pounds. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I know, believe so, you.
2: As much as I applaud Media Day and people, but everybody, you know, no one says I'm out of shape. I had a bad summer. <laughs> <laughs> I Didn't eat burgers out. every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I need I need a couple of weeks to get myself in some shape. Like no one's James last year. James Harden said he's in great shape. You know, like like uh, that worked The best shape of my life. If I hear that one more time, I lost gained fifteen pounds of muscle. You know, changed my got got a personal chef, uh, changed my diet. Oh, now I'm going to be more aggressive. I learned like that's what everybody supposed Gary to Gary sees
0: through the lies. People do not lie to Gary or any of us. For that just matter.
2: Be <laughs> careful with the BS on Media Day. So, with that
0: being said, I would suggest that you do your research. Make sure if you're going to use Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events, whatever, just wait till the first preseason game, at least when we're talking about the Celtics, just so you have a better sense of what's Sunday. going on. <laughs> What'd you say? Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's It's fastly approaching. But with Bet Online, actually, you can find reviews and news on every team, including US Open. Well, that's actually in the past, but I mean, if you want to still bet on US Open, go ahead and do that. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, of course, NHL preseason is in full swing right now as well. Esports, golf, really anything you could think of, Bet Online has you covered. They continue to be the top online resource for all of your sports information, from live in game betting to props and futures. All you have to do is head to Bet Online today. You can use your mobile device, laptop, whatever you choose to do, and join today and make your first sports bet. At this point, you've heard me read this so many times. Hopefully, this isn't your first sports bet, but if it is, we've got you covered. Our promo code is CLNS50. You can get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Once again, that CLNS50 for that fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet Online, where the games start. We talked a little bit about Joe Missoula and Gary you mentioned he he was very honest about the fact that he did have some run legal issues um in his college days at West Virginia so from mm-hmm. both from both of you what do you think um Brad Stevens had to maybe vet and talk about with him before deciding to promote him to that level because i i know the Celtics knew about the legal issues beforehand but do you think that would have been a deterrent from them considering him for the role? I don't think
1: so. I don't think so. Because, I mean, they, again, they vetted him with that stuff before they hired him to be an assistant coach. Fair, uh, yeah. So so they had already had an understanding of what happened and what, you know, Joe's role in that. And, and to be candid, the accountability that Joe had taken then and has taken since then mm-hmm. about his role in that and how it, he learned from that and has grown from that. And, and I, I guess for, for me... Uh, the fact that it happened so long ago, uh, you can't ignore the fact that he he went there, that he did that. Uh, but you also, in the same breath, can't ignore the fact that what has he done since then? How, how, how can is there are there tangible aspects of his life that are different now from that moment? And the answer to that is yes. I mean, Joe has been you know everything you could possibly want in an up and coming assistant coach. Uh, he, he puts in the work. Uh, he has even though he's a different kind of coach, there's certain elements of, of him that remind me of Tom Thibodeau, just that single-minded it's all about basketball and coaching, not quite as with the same level of intensity as Tibbs, but but along those same lines. And, and that's why, if, if you're Brad Stevens, if I can see where he had this moment and has learned, learned from it and has grown from it, and he's showing the signs of being a really good head coach, um, I'm willing to take the the hit from an optics standpoint that you're going to take for hiring him, because there's no question about it. People are going to be looking at the Celtics side eyes saying, "Wait a minute, you're just spending a coach for a year because of not what so nice be behavior, ahead. and now know. you're bringing in a coach who has a confirmed track record, not a lengthy one, but just a, a, a it's definitely part of his, part of his part of his package where he committed something like that, you know, more than a decade ago." Uh, again, from an optics standpoint, it's definitely not a good look for the Celtics, but the Celtics have shown time and time again, they're not as consumed by optics as a lot of people might be. Uh, they're more concerned about can this guy coach and can the issues that he had he had in West Virginia, are those, in fact, things of the past that he's learned and grown from? And I think they feel the answer to that is yes. And based on my engagements and, and, and just being
0: around Joe, I would say he has grown uh, from that. I have to agree. Even in media day, I was on Gary before we start recording. He just he carried himself in a very focused, locked in mode. And it could have partly been nerves. It is, it's, you know, a big job. But at the same time, even the answers that he gave, you can tell that one, he understands how this media thing works. He's already prepared from that aspect. But he really is focused on how can he get this group together? How can they be successful? And I think he to the points that we've all made, he understands the severity of what is happening as he has to go into a role and just take charge. So that's no easy task, but I think he's ready for it. He seems locked in and we'll see how that plays out for him.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, he's I like, also, that's nothing he said. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was impressed with him. I think he's going to be work. I think he's going to work his butt off. I think, you know, the fact the staff is all stayed uh, remained And I'm I'm sure they'll consider bringing on another maybe assistant coach to help out. You know, it's time for them to move forward. And if they're going to win a championship, they got to, they got to move. They got to move on. And Missoula has got to help that process, but it is a process. It ain't going to happen overnight. So I think he's the man for it. I think he understands, uh, you know, all of what was going on and all of what the players are going through. And I'm sure he's going through some things himself, right? The mixed emotions of getting your dream job and the circumstances of, of being it like this, like it's that old uh, Cosby um, reference. Uh, you're getting your dream, you know, steak, potatoes and vegetables handed to you on a, the cover of a trash can, you know, like, you know, it was a, it was a gourmet dinner, but, you know... <laughs> Uh, here's your here's your dream job, but it's all of a sudden and you're backed into it, and it's shrouded with controversy and all that. So he's got to get over that too, and he's got to assume the job, take control of the organization, lead it out of this abyss. And you know, I think he's the man for it.
0: That's a yeah, that's a really good perspective for sure. The f- I didn't even think about the fact that th- everyone's dream job you, you want something like this, but the circumstances aren't the most ideal. So that's that's a little bit of grace that I think people should give him as well when you think about just like adapting to the new role. Quickly around the league, because I love having these Woj and Shams alerts and seeing if anything relevant happens while we're recording. But Vic Krejci, just was just reportedly traded from OKC to Atlanta from O'Harkless Parkless in the second round pick. Any reaction to that? To <laughs> so whatever. OK, I mean it it doesn't really thanks for coming out right. thanks for coming out both teams play hard but
2: no yeah, I was it, just, what happens
0: with, it was all I the replies were like who
2: yeah I think it was more of the Moharkless for me the Thunders is <laughs> trying to get the Thunders just trying to clear roster space obviously yeah I don't know what they do with Mo Harkless, you know so yeah not Maybe much, they don't even yeah that's, that's not a much of a blip on the screen there
0: yeah no. we love we love Shams and Woods reports during our pod that's all I have though. Anything else that you guys think we should talk about? No, but everything. That was, did it. that was the only thing we were gonna talk about anyway.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they come out on Sunday though. I, I think it'll it will be um it won't by all by any means define their season or anything like that. But I, I do think that they want to show some semblance of cohesion out there, particularly when you got so many guys back from your team last year uh, who are going to be in similar roles to what they were a year ago. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Missoula whether you can notice a difference in his coaching versus emails. Uh, again, first, his first go around, we'll see how he does uh, and just kind of see if he can kind of build off of that going forward. Final thoughts, Gary,
0: none.
2: Um, yeah, like, like, sure. said, I'm looking forward to the preseason opener. I think games will help them. It'll be therapeutic for them to just kind of get into the hoop part of it. Um, Did you say that therapeutic also, Gary? Therapeutic. Okay. Uh, oh. I know what that, and I know what that means. You so, know what that means. <laughs> and, um, but I also think they're going to need some closure with this Udoka situation to ask them to just keep it moving and pivot and not look back is, is, is difficult. So, I think they're going to need to meet as a team, need to meet as an organization. The Celtics have to figure themselves out, figure things out. And Brad has to ask himself, like, how did I let this happen? How did I let this happen in our organization? So a lot of reflecting with Wick, with Brad, with the coaching staff, with the players, all got to figure things out. Not the players that figured it out, but they got to get closure and figure out how to move forward positively and make Mm -hmm. the best of the situation.
0: Can't get closure without answers. That's a good point. Hopefully, by next week, we'll have answers. I'm not betting on that, but you know, mm-hmm. I gotta say, though, my favorite moment for Media Day, Fiondu Drew <laughs> Gary, Sherrod, Gary would struggle to say his name, but we figured out his name. Him and JD both came into the room to do their shoots, and rookies always get mistreated on Media Day, no matter what it is. But he basically just booted JD out of the shoot because vets, you know, gotta do that. Yeah. So, there's that video on instagram if you want to go check I thought
1: it out 20, i thought your favorite moment was going to be when you gave grant williams flowers
0: it was that was a hilarious moment so yeah gary, just, you Scott can't gary. explain that so
1: gary will we'll, we'll, we'll come out this. it. We can, if we
0: do the youtube I'll, I'll send this to Julianne, our producer to put it in there but basically as you probably know grant is obsessed with hamilton the musical yes it's kind of scary and so, yeah, it, it was a little scary, but the this entire shoot, like Jalen Brown requested Afrobeat. Like they played country music for Luke Cornett for Grant Williams. They played Hamilton, the soundtrack. And there was one song. I can't remember the name of it because I did look it up. and He just sang the whole thing to the point where the whole room just got quiet. Everybody was just looking at him. I was like, wow, like he's really feeling this. So there was some flowers from the caterer on the table I, at the end. I just grabbed it. And shout out to the DJ that was there. He recorded it, but I gave Grant his flowers for the performance because it kept the room silent, speechless. So, so Grant got his flowers. Grant got his flowers. He to grow that flowers. contract
1: extension, but I guess he got sell for flowers.
0: We'll see if, yeah. <laughs> Which he, I'm telling you, he's really good with media. Someone asked him about that. And he was like, I'm not focused on it. You know, that's something you leave to the agents. I'm like, Again, to Gary's point, media, they know what to say to us. (laughs) We're not going to get the real answers just yet. But that's that's all I have. That's the A List podcast. Hopefully, next week we'll be coming to you all with more fun, uplifting news. But until then, stay strong, Celtics Nation. It's going to be a fun season. And of course, stick with the A List podcast for Ashrod Blakely and Gary Washburn. I'm Connie Lunas. We're excited for the season, and hopefully, you'll stick around with us for the ride.